Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right, y'all. Peace. I say and I'm in raw. We are live. We are back. We are in full effect. Thank you so much for joining us right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency for yet another amazing uh your week ahead with Bamadada Astrology. So thank you for just being such wonderful, consistent appreciative astro love gift giving <laughs> listeners um shout out always to our divine righteous ancestors for without whom we would not be here and as per usual <laughs> shout out to brother ampu shout out to the entire inner peace lighthouse um radio team shout out to minister do so, yeah, big things are popping. Y'all stay connected via Inner Peace Lighthouse uh, Radio, be it MyAstrologyCoach.com, be it Mamadada Astrology, okay? Uh, first and foremost, before I go too much further, well, that was first. Um, next, I definitely wanted to address, um, I know that the last person I was talking to last week before we got cut off um, was Keisha, and um, Lori. Uh, we also got to talk to Chef Amira from California last week. Um, if you did not, make sure you look up her info, the email address to get any information from her regarding her brand of astrology, medical astrology, herbs, um, is going to be an email address that is info at cook. Dot com. Shout out to Chef Amira and her amazing contribution to last week's show. What an astro love gift that was. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, as it pertains to Keisha and Lori, I am going to contact you today. Um, this is the thing, guys. Um, calling up here on the show is great. I appreciate you guys. I see you guys. Thank you. I hear you guys. I can talk to you. Thank you. Um, the best way actually to get a hold of me is going to be that one-click email access. If you go to the episode information for um, any show, you'll see that there's a link for one-click email access to Mama Dada. Please don't hesitate to click that. It will go directly to my email. I will get that message. Um, beyond emailing me, um, clearly, um, you know, astro love gifts are a great way to get in contact with me. If you give an astro love gift of any amount, especially if you're requesting um, some sort of uh, gift from me in return, then that's that's going to move you to the top of the line, of course. <laughs> so it just seems that I made an announcement earlier in the year at really close to the the beginning of the year, and Spirit had just impressioned upon me that I wouldn't be doing many more free consultations. I wouldn't be doing many more free reports for people because it was just shown to me energetically and spiritually the value 
That's such a powerful word, y'all. I, I had to stop just saying it. Um, the value that makes me think of second house and Taurus and Venus and self-esteem and confidence and knowing your value, knowing your worth. When you know your value and your worth, you stop giving away stuff so much. There's there's a place for selflessness. There's a place for doing things without expecting anything in return. Um, and I I encourage you to infuse that in your everyday life. But I equally encourage you, especially while Jupiter's in Libra, there's so much stuff still in Libra. Mercury's still in Libra. Um, the sun's still in Libra. <clears throat> there is a time also for things to balance out. There's a time after you put enough stuff on one end of the scale, I'm always the one giving, I'm always the one giving, I'm giving everything I got, I'm giving it, I'm not expecting anything in return. There comes a time when things balance out energetically and when it's been beneficial, benefic, the great benefic Jupiter in this sign of Libra where it's beneficial for us to balance the scales in our lives, for things to become fair, for things to become balanced, for things to become equal, for for justice to be served, okay? So uh, I'm just mentioning that, you guys, um, I've, only because I've noticed here probably since last eclipse season uh, that, you know, everybody hasn't necessarily been listening since January. I know a couple of people that have contacted me within the past week are really new recent listeners. And so they just may simply may not know or realize that I'm not necessarily, I do it all the time, y'all, it's so crazy, <laughs> but I don't, you know, announce that I do free readings of any kind, especially not on air, okay? So that's just a heads up. Best way to contact me is email or send an astral love gift. Um, we also still have a link available in the episode description for people who want to subscribe and officially become one of my mama's babies. And in that, you get to talk to me every week for an hour without fail. In that, you get weekly reports, transit reports that show how these planets, as they're shifting into new signs and as they're making aspects to other planets, how those transiting planets are affecting your personal natal planet. Shout out to the latest person to order a birth chart report from me. That was amazing. Um, I love doing that. I love presenting people with a product, right, that is all about them. Who doesn't love something that's personalized, right? You get your, you order your little bag online and you get it to say your name or Mrs., whoever your last name is, you know, you we like things that pertain to us specifically, right? And so the birth chart reports um, that are always av- available, somebody just one-click email accessed um, me directly to my mom and dad email account and uh, was able to get that popping within a week, baby. Now this person has about 50 pages full of information that resonates on their specific vibration according to the time of their birth. If you know the time you were born, get at me. I've actually ended up doing a chart rectification for someone before I even realized how to do it. And I still wouldn't necessarily say I have a particular formula for doing it, but we were able to observe some transit 
back to back, and so far so good. I think we found this person's, uh, you know, approximate time of birth because uh, things just as transits happen, uh, it resonates and registers with this person profoundly. So, yeah, whether you know your time of birth or not, get at me and we will work it out. Okay, enough announcements. You guys, if you are uh, have liked the Mama Dada Astrology page, that is Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook, Mama Dada Astro on Twitter, and Mama Dada Astrology on Instagram. Like, like, like. Um, social media is about to get revved up. Um, so, yeah, that's about all I've got for that. Uh, let's get into our week ahead. Actually, we're, I just want to recap just a little bit. I mean, I know last week I, I don't think we didn't get through everything by far, but um, – Currently, of course, the moon is in Gemini. The moon being in Gemini right now is significant for me primarily because all of this energy is still in Libra. And, of course, Gemini is a fellow sister air sign, okay? And so um, that forms a trine. That's the easy, effortless, harmonious flow of energy, And so as far as our mood, the moon being in Gemini is concerned, likely uh, when you talk about Gemini, you're talking about messages, you're talking about communication, you're talking about travel, you're talking about getting around, okay? You're talking about your local neighborhood and and, and uh, an element of being social as as it relates to that, um, your neighborhood, okay, or your siblings or, you know, relatives that don't necessarily live with you. And so um, important messages here. Uh, Yesterday the moon was in Gemini, today, and it comes out of Gemini around 10 o'clock tomorrow, rising central time. And so I'm tying it into the full moon in Aries because if you can even just open your eyes and look up at the sky, even during the daytime, the full moon can still be uh, visibly seen. And so it's it, you can it's waning, of course. It started waning from the time it went full um, there on the 15th, 16th, depending on what time zone you're in. But it's still very intense. Clearly, you can feel it. And so intensity uh, as it relates to um, communications, don't be afraid, especially while Jupiter's in Libra and all this energy is in Libra and it's trining this Gemini moon. It will emotionally satisfy us all to have and engage in effective communication. You may be on the receiving end of some very effective communication. I, what I love about this full moon in Aries that was conjunct Uranus is that I named the show last week, Expect the Unexpected, for a reason. That's why we're here ahead of time, a week ahead of time, because as an astrologer, we can see how these energies are more than likely going to play out based on our observations of how they've played out before. So when you've got a full moon in Aries and it's conjunct Uranus, you can expect the unexpected. You can expect communications or situations or circumstances that you, think about this, think about something you said never about. 
that. <laughs> that right there. You know, that's the thing that you don't expect, the thing that you weren't even planning on. You weren't even preparing for. You were preparing for something completely opposite. And then the unexpected occurred. Okay, I can definitely see how that played out in my particular reality. And <clears throat> I love, love, love. Y'all know I'll be listening to my own show because I stay on point. <laughs> hey, I'm on Brother Ampu's channel. What else did you expect? <laughs> and so, um, but I re- recall saying last week that whatever the unexpected was that was to occur, or on this end of it, you can say is, whatever the unexpected was that did occur um, or that has occurred or is occurring, that on the it, it was just beyond that, just beyond that sudden reversal. That's what Uranus rules, the sudden reversals, the, the unexpected occurrences, right? And I was saying that on the other side of that, because the initial thing is, was, I said it was going to shock you, right? It's probably going to shock you. It's probably going to leave you with your mouth hanging open like, what? Or it was probably going to leave you, you know, looking like, but I never would have expected. Yeah, that thing right there, exactly that. And I was just saying that on the other side of it, last week you can also look in the episode information for this show, and there's a link that says click here to reference last week's show. I encourage you to click that because that's talking about We were talking last week about the week we're currently in, okay? And so uh, I was just mentioning that on the other side of that initial shock, on the other side of that initial reaction that you have to this unexpected occurrence, that that was where you needed to kind of jump in and go with the flow. Not the initial shock, because that initial shock is just the uh, ramifications of a Uranus event, the Uranus event being Uranus conjunct the full moon in Aries that just occurred here on the 15th, 16th. We're broadcasting live today, Wednesday, um, on the 19th, okay? And so what I'm finding is that the full moon in Aries, Aries being ruled by the planet Mars, that, um, and I didn't have it, much as much clarity on it last week as I do now, but I easily see now how the margin energy that rules Aries has been impactful uh, with the conjunction of Uranus at the time of the full moon. And what I mean by that is that how I was saying, well, on the other side of the shock and the reaction to whatever unexpected event was to occur, well, now I see that the margin energy plays more a part, or at least in my experience, is playing more of a part here on this back end, just like I said. As far as initiating something unexpected or being on the receiving end of something unexpected, the margin energy for me has come into play being on the receiving end of something unexpected to where now I get to shore up my margin energies. What I tell y'all when I was talking about this last week, Aries ain't sitting around waiting for nobody's permission to do a thing. It is the very first sign of the zodiac of all the other 11 signs. What do you think Aries is sitting around waiting on? Absolutely nothing. Aries is the early bird getting the worm. Aries is the first one out the gate. Aries ain't waiting for nothing. Mars comes super early, 
I mean, that's the energy of this full moon. And so it's not a matter of something unexpected occurring and we're like, wallowing in anything. Like, nobody's doing that. Nobody is just sitting around reacting or sitting around sulking or wallowing. We are reacting to these sudden and unexpected energy shifts that are occurring still uh, with the very courage that Aries suggests. You got to have courage to be first. You got to have courage to move to the front of the line and be the guinea pig. <laughs> you got to have courage to be the first one out the gate. And that's what we're being called to do right now, guys. We are being uh, called to be brave, okay? Aries is about being bold. It's a fire sign, okay? Aries is about being passionate as a fire. Aries is is about getting it going, getting it started. Now, Aries may not be known for finishing, but Aries can, and, and I'm, I'm saying that in a general sense. Every Aries is not the same. Uh, but they can show enough, get something started. They have the bravado, the courage, the impetus, the impatience on the low aspect, you know, to get it going. So whatever you've been shocked into, it could be, it could be you could be feeling the shock. Or it could be what I what do I always tell y'all? I say some people, some people, been been waiting for a sudden and unexpected shift to occur in their life. Every time I talk about Uranus, I say that Aquarius, eleventh house, same energy, different terminology. Some people been waiting. That's why Uranus not only rules the sun and the unexpected, it governs breakthrough. Come on, somebody been waiting on a breakthrough. Somebody been waiting to get shocked. Look, I bet you if you're sitting on that thing flatlining, you're going to want some electric to bring you back to life. And so that's why when I talk about Libra, I got to give you both sides. I got to tell you that Jupiter and Libra ain't going to be easy for everybody, even though it sounds super cush, super gully, super good. Oh, Jupiter, the great benefic is in Libra. Libra's ruled by Venus. That's love and money. It's going to be a beautiful, you know, next year through October 2017. Guess what? (laughs) Libra is at least an energetic enemy, so to speak. They're actually on the same vibration, but on opposite ends. Libra's at least on the opposite end of the spectrum from Air from Aries. So if anybody's probably going to have a, a, a moderately um, potentially difficult time dealing with all this good, gushy Libra energy, it's potentially an Aries. Libra is the sign of sharing, baby. Ask Aries how much they like to share, depending on the other configurations in their chart. Aries is the very sign of selfishness. Not in a negative way per se, but Aries is a sign that governs itself. Ain't no other sign going to govern it but Aries. So I'm mentioning that to mention to you that this Uranus influence on this latest lunation doesn't have to throw you completely off. That's what I was saying last week. I would not look at the shock the initial reaction of whatever has been going on with you specifically in about the past week directly, whether you want to 
whether you realize it or not, directly linked to the full super full moon in Aries. Okay, that's why it looks so big in the sky. It was close. It was close. The energy is that much more intense, that much more palpable and felt. That's why last week's show was so popping. People felt it. The energy was thick. It was on full. It's still on full. It may be waning, but it's pretty full. Still getting messages under this Gemini moon, be it spiritual messages, be it actual messages from people, be it emails and mail and just messages in your daily environment. Gemini rules your local neighborhood. Gemini rules the um, information that you're gathering. Okay? So I'm just mentioning that because we're still living through it right now. Uh, A lot of stuff that went on. This Aries full moon, remember, you guys, is the complement, at least on the short term, to the new moon that we just had in Libra. Still have up until six months from that new moon in Libra until the full moon in Libra to manifest things on a longer-term basis or longer-term goals. So whereas on the short-term new moon in Libra with the Aries full moon being its complement on the short term, two weeks later, okay? So so here around the time of this full moon in Aries, what was fully illuminated, what was fully manifested for us, what we were fully able to see, I love full moons because <laughs> it's no question. Look, the energy is on full. You ain't got no question about nothing. If you were supposed to start something, Aries, initiate, impetus, beginning, start, and um, yeah, then you got a clear message about that here recently. Clear, crystal clear. You may not have liked it, <laughs> but you got that message. And so, yeah, between now and six months from now, for for certain, like I would take that to heart. It's not a joke. It's not a game. Life really does twirl on. It doesn't stop because you were shocked. Now what? Especially at a full moon in Aries. Now what? Um, let me keep it moving, y'all. I definitely don't want to get caught slipping today because I've got a couple of things to go over. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it last week or not, so I'll definitely speak on it. What I do love about today, y'all. Ooh. Mars done linked up with Pluto in the sky. Pluto's been in Capricorn. It's at 15 degrees. Mars is there, right in the middle of the de- of the um, of the sign. A sign has 30 degrees, and, and they're both at 15, so they're smack dab in the middle, which is usually the most fixed place, um, a place of of real intensity. Um, and so, and Mars and Pluto are already intense planets. Mars is, you know, war. And Pluto is Mars' higher octave, and they've linked up in Capricorn where Mars is exalted. And so this really, I love it because where Mars is already exalted, Pluto is right there conjuncted, just amplifying the powerful nature 
um, of Mars and Pluto there in Capricorn. So anything that needs to get done, whatever you got triggered to do or shocked (laughs) into doing or suddenly and unexpectedly, you know, um, shifted into doing here around the time of this full moon in Aries conjunct Uranus, um, the energies are definitely right and ripe with this Mars-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn to get whatever you need to get done, done. I just told you this same Mars that's conjunct Pluto in Capricorn is the Mars that governs Aries where this full moon was. So it's linked. It's related. The energies are linked and related, and I'm just relating to you. This is the time to focus on your goals. Do not get sidetracked with what you've been shocked with. Let that be a message, (laughs) a clear message, a super full message on what steps, at least what, even if you don't have all the steps, at least what direction you need to go. If you got to focus and you're headed towards that goal or that aim, then you're more likely to have more successes than failures because you're actually aiming towards something. And this particular uh, alignment of Mars and Pluto that's occurring right now, it's not going to occur again, sweetheart, until 2018. You hear me? October 19th today that it's occurring, and then it won't occur again until April 26, 2018. So this is critical. Don't take no for an answer. I wouldn't, now hear me out now because we can't play around with Pluto. Pluto don't play. Pluto is power. Pluto is death and rebirth. Pluto is total and complete transformation, okay? And so when I say don't take no for an answer, I'm not saying force anyone's will. That's not going to end well for you, okay? What I'm saying is you be your powerful self by focusing on your goals, taking decisive action, going after your goal or what you want, and not taking no for an answer when it comes to your drive that Mars governs, your sexual energy Mars governs, utilizing that sexual energy powerfully and productively and constructively, not destructively, not uh, manipulatively, okay, not co coercively, or you'll find out. <laughs> you'll find out um, if something needs to be transformed in your life. Come on, this is it. This Aries full moon was a compliment on the long term six months ago to the Aries new moon that started off the whole new zodiac season. So this is pretty. It, Crucial because here six months later we get to see, okay, and say, well, these new things we initiated about six months ago when the new Zodiac year started, you know, especially things that were initiated then that had Aries themes to it. What did I initiate six months ago energetically that related to even sex? I didn't mention it last week, but Mars, like I just said, governs sex. It also governs, you know, um, things that things that we are focused on. Aries, Mars, Martian energy, it, it, it governs the soldier, right? If a soldier is given a mission for that day, they don't come back till it's, the mission is accomplished and completed. They don't come back and say, well, when I got out there, it, I couldn't find anybody, and I no, 
Mars gets it done. You Do you know an Aries? They get it done. They may not, <laughs> like I said, they may not be the best finishers or they may not, you know, due to impatience may have, you know, turned down a wrong path or whatnot, but they got it. They have something to show for, you know, getting waking up in the morning. Every last one of them that I've ever met. And so, uh, you know, maybe here six months later you've realized, well, I took a wrong turn or I aimed in the wrong direction or I set the wrong goal or I don't like this or I don't like how this necessarily turned out. Okay, guess what? Full moon, fully illuminated what you needed to see, what needed to be revealed to you on full, super full at that. So that's why I'm putting an emphasis on it, taking a little bit of time before we jump into the week ahead to put a little emphasis on what's going on right now uh, as a complement to what we spoke on last week about it all, uh, just to further reemphasize that what is going on energetically with you, with you, in you, around you right now is critical. It's critical for the, the this last six months before we hit a new moon in Aries again and set off a whole new zodiac gear. So take notes, relax. I know Uranus, <laughs> the same Uranus that was conjunct that is conjunct the full moon, uh, super full moon in Aries, is the same Uranus that governs our nerves and and and, and nerve electric impulses. So if you're feeling it like your nerves are frayed or fried, I want you to relax. I want you to breathe, and I want you to take notes. Relax and take notes on where your energy is right now, and where your energy is, and and what things you initiate. Come on, Aries and Mars, initiate what things you passionately initiate that can access Uranus on some higher frequencies. You don't have to be a nervous wreck. You don't have to be anxious and heart beating. I've experienced some of this here recently, and I've had to, Neptune always helps. <laughs> Anything Neptunian to house Pisces always helps. Meditation, you know, soaking in some water, hot tub, jacuzzi, I don't care, pool, um, that always helps. It never fails. Never fails ever. Solitude, getting off to yourself, to going for a long walk, getting in nature, that always helps. But if you want to target this Uranus energy specifically on a higher level, and especially with the conjunct Mars, okay, uh, or Aries, not conjunct Mars, but uh, being so intimately acquainted with this, this Aries full moon, the other thing about Mars that I mentioned last week, Mars wants to do something, okay? Mars is the planet of action. Mars is not going to be satisfied still sitting around talking about what you're going to do. <laughs> and that could be contributing to your nervousness and your anxiety because if you want to, if you're itching to do something, if your soul is itching to make an Aries power Super look. If your soul is itching to make an Aries super full moon move, and you sitting up with frayed nerves, then that's why. 
okay? And you may be, uh, you know, some of these lower vibrational Neptunes when, when you have not been meditating, when you have not been praying, when you have not been tending to yourself. You mean over my children, Mama Dada? I mean, they need me. Yeah, you're right. They need a whole, healthy, happy you, not afraid, nerved you, because that ain't going to do them no good. You mean over my uh, partner or my spouse? I mean, you know, they need they need my attention, and I don't want to I don't want to risk losing them. Tending to myself. Guess what? You you that gum show gonna lose them if you don't. So, in addition to uh, uh, well, not in addition to, but if you're not hitting on these higher vibrations, then guess what? You're going to experience the lower vibrations of Neptune, which is what? Confusion. I'm confused. I don't even know what to do. This sudden unexpected thing happened. I don't know which way to turn. I don't know what to do now. I wasn't expecting this. I was planning for something else. Okay? So that's where these higher vibrations come in. Two energies can't occupy the same space at the same time. If you're busy meditating, praying, affirming your butt off every time you think about, <laughs> you know, what you want or what you're aiming for or what you're going after or how you're going to make the shift, shifting with the shift. I love that too. When Uranus gives you some old unexpected stuff, guess what? The key word to Uranus and all this stuff is Adaptability, flexing. You got to flex on it. You got to flex with it. If there's been a shift, you shift. Change something. Uh, hit on this Uranus on a higher level. Somehow Uranus d- commands us to get out of our comfort zone, hey, to step out of this routine, this rut. Well, I can only, do, I've been doing it this way for 30 years. It's worked for me. If it ain't broke, Uranus says, God damn it, break something. You break something. You break out. You break through. You break into a new routine. You you allow some fresh energy to break through. That's why it's occurred, my my dear sweet babies. That's why it's occurred. Uh, because some fresh energy want to break through. I think that's just a beautiful matchup with the Aries and the Mars because Mars ain't sitting around waiting on nobody or nothing. And then Aries, you can't plan for it. It'll come in a blink of an eye, a change, a shift, an adjustment, something for us to adapt to and be flexible with. So that's, that's, that's the crux of what's going on right now. I'm mentioning Mars conjunct Pluto to remind y'all this this air, full moon Aries energy is the real deal when you link it up with Pluto and total transformation and going deep and being intimate and psychological. Maybe some of the changes that you're being called to make are hitting on some deep levels. And it's and it's touching you in your deep part, okay? Um, I mean, you got to go with that. You got to flow with that. If you're having really serious um, uh, issues, I definitely encourage you to speak to an astrologer. Uh, a, a, a really good astrologer is going to um, hit on a lot of psychological stuff anyway. A lot of astrologers are psychologists as it turns out. 
And so I definitely would encourage you with Pluto being involved, governing that type of stuff, any kind of investigation or research into yourself, into your psyche, into what makes you tick, into all things taboo, dark, mysterious, hidden. Don't be afraid, my babies, to go deep, to dig deep. And dig out whatever is necessary for you to for you to go with this breakthrough energy, for you to go with this break out of your routine and shell and comfort zone energy. Because it's a new day, y'all. It's a new day. Um, definitely also I want y'all to manage your energy. When there's energy like this involved, Mars governing air the Aries where the full moon is. Um, and then this Mars conjunct Pluto, I really want y'all to watch that energy. Like I said, Mars wants to do something. It commands action from us. We cannot sit down <laughs> on our laurels with, with Mars running around here and making aspects to Pluto and, and, and governing a super full moon. Got to do something. But what you got to do, it's got to it must be on a high vibration, or else you're gonna be the one that find out what happens when you vibrate Mars low. Oh, you want to sit up and argue your point and be right and have the last word now? Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying don't stand your ground, so to speak. I kind of hate using that phrase now that it's been so um, egregiously appropriated, but. Um, what I mean by that is just, yeah, Aries is confident. Aries, like I said, is courageous and brave. So, yes, stand up at least for yourself and who you are, your physical body, your outlook on life, your appearance. And Uranus is just saying, <laughs> as you're standing up, guess what? Stand up in the power of your uniqueness. Stand up in the power, Mars conjunct Pluto, in what makes you uniquely you. Somebody called me weird at least a week ago. Baby, I said, thank you. That's one of my favorite compliments. I love it. When I was younger, I enjoyed it from a perspective of, the rebellious end of Uranus. Uranus governs rebellion. Aquarius, 11th house, governs rebellion. And sometimes the rebel is necessary. You got enough stuff going on in certain countries today to make folks' heads, somebody got to rebel and stand up and say, oh, hell to the now. Not here, not me, not us, not now, not this time, not anymore. And so there's some of that going on, too. That's the interpretation of this full moon in Aries conjunct Uranus. Um, but definitely if Uranus is that, you know, the thing that makes you uniquely one of a kind, you, your thumbprint that ain't nobody else got that. And Aries just <laughs> being confident in that. Can't nobody beat you being you. Okay, so when you really realize that, you don't have to argue or fight with anybody. I mentioned that on a show, and one of my mama's babies mentioned it, uh, referred back to it when we talked that week, that I had never been in a physical fight. 
not because I was scared, not because I ran away from the fights. I, plenty of fights got picked with me in my school days. Just, I never could wrap my head around it. I'm like, y'all crazy as hell to be sitting up here fighting over <laughs> some dude that ain't yours. You know, some somebody said that, you know, a week later they don't mean. I never could wrap my hand around the lot my head around the logic of most of the reasons people wanted to try to fight me. So I just refused to participate. You gonna have to fight somebody else, fight somebody stupid, because I ain't go I can't be that today for you. <laughs> I got things to do. And that's what this energy right now is saying. So you don't end up manifesting some low vibrational Mars accident, violence, war, fight, argument, getting cut. That's all low vibrational Mars right there because you wanted to do something. Mars wants you to take action, and but you got it misconstrued. You got it twisted, and you thought that meant, oh, I got to push my way because Mars is conjunct Pluto, so I got to manipulate, I got to control, I got to try to coerce, I gotta, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to these ridiculous extremes for no good reason based on anything other than just I wanted to or I felt passionate about it or I got angry, low vibrational Mars, I got angry. I heard it say in a script one time, scripture, be angry but don't sin. Utilize that energy for something higher. Utilize that energy for something constructive. Utilize that if you know what house this energy is falling in in your chart, please do it in in an area um, that um, that house governs for maximum impact. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, be selfish, but don't hurt anybody. Good Lord. If and and if if all else fails, work by yourself. I just told you Mars and Aries govern self, selfishness solo. Work self so you don't hurt nobody. Work on yourself so you don't hurt nobody. It's powerful energy going on right now. It's it's hard to ignore it. Temper, being willful. Look. Focus on what you want to transform. Mars is conjunct Pluto. You can transform anything in your mind. Look, and then the sign that it's in, Capricorn. Ooh, Capricorn. Y'all know about Capricorn, the sign of of success, of reward. It's also the sign of hard, hard, smart work. You got to put in that work full on Capricorn because Capricorn going to get to the top of that mountain, baby. It may take 30 years, but it's going to get there. So remember patience. Remember, I, I don't, like I've said before, I don't want to encourage you when there's a strong Aries, Mars, and, you know, Pluto, which is Mars's higher octave even. I don't want to encourage you to resist that energy. It's too strong. It's too powerful. I'm not going to tell you in a highly margin Aries energy that governs self, governs selfishness, <laughs> governs impatience. I'm, I can't in my right mind tell you, well, you know, just work on being patient. I know it's, you know, there's all this impatient energy that's just ready to go. And you, you just have to work on being patient right now while the energy is thick with impatience. Tell you. Guess what? 
you might want to apply that energy, look, to something that, for instance, something you've been needing to get done, or not even that, especially with Pluto involved, something you've been needing to transform so you can see it through to the summit of the mountain. Maybe you've only gotten so far up the mountain because something needs to get transformed. This is the energy to do it under. When you're feeling like you want to run somebody, huh, low vibrational Pluto, when you feel like you want to be all aggressive, low vibrational Mars, I want you to do something with it. Try this, try this, try this. Especially as it relates to, like, relationship goals, all this energy in Libra, then this full moon in Aries, that's this whole axis. Aries on one side, Libra on the other side. That's, that's the axis of relationships, starting with self, Aries, and ending in Libra, seventh house with the other. All that energy. Work on your relationships, especially by way of the relationship with yourself. It's the most vital one. I'm watching, I'm observing the stuff play out right now. Every time I vote for me, every time I make a decision on my behalf, in my favor, every time I'm just just selfish enough not to make another effed up decision (laughs) in behind somebody else, I get rewarded from the universe from the multiverses, from creator, creatures, God, God is absolute. I get rewarded energetically instantly. And the ramifications are always physical at some point. But energetically, I get rewarded instantly. Somebody asked me, I told you all last week, somebody sent me uh, a video, and I could tell from the title it was going to be some more of this conspiracy stuff and Illuminati stuff, and my spirit just don't resonate on that vibration no more. And I done told this person, I'm not, it's not personal. I'm just not going to watch it. You can set up and watch it 23 out of 24 hours today. I'm not going to give it a minute of my time because I'm protecting my energy right now. It's vital and critical that I do that. And so in the same way, I want you guys to protect your action, your margin energy. I want, you to pre- I want you to be mindful of the actions you're taking, especially uh, if you're taking them towards yourself or for yourself or on your own behalf or in your own favor. You're going to be a better parent. You're going to be a better partner. You're going to be a better person when you... Take a little hint from Aries energy, full moon and Aries energy on full. I want you, especially for the next six months, like I said, before we get back to this new moon and Aries again, and and monitor how, observe how putting energy, look, we're balancing scales, right? And I told y'all that, that we got an axis going on. We're on one end of the of the spectrum is the self. The other end is the other or others or partners, relationships of all kinds, sharing, compromising. Before you, if 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 you having issues on the Libra side, especially up until through October 2017, I promise you, you gonna want some Jupiter and Libra blessings. At some point between now and October 27, 2017, 
then I want, and if you're having any imbalances on that end of the spectrum or the scale, then guess where the guess where you can put infuse some energy to balance that out. Guess. Yup, Aries on the other end of the spectrum. Guess what that governs? Self. If you have a relationship issues, I don't care if it's your child, your parent, your spouse, cousin, them. Promise you, if you infuse some energy, balance them scales out. Maybe you just been putting too much into it and ain't getting that much in return. And the universe is saying, "Hello." I know this may be a shock. <laughs> I know this may be sudden and unexpected, but you matter too, baby. You need quality time too. You need gifts too. Give yourself a gift bump <laughs> for and not forever and always. But I'm talking. I'm talking time sensitive. I'm talking about the times we're currently in right now and what is uh, favorable to do. A lot that goes right along with these energies, okay? I camped out on Mars uh, conjunct Pluto just for a second only because clearly it's a powerful transit, and it doesn't just occur one day today. Clearly we've been leading up to this, right? And the energy is going to be here still for just a little while after. Uh, we got Mercury op Uranus uh, on tomorrow, uh, Mercury op Uranus looks like it's been occurring about once a year. So tomorrow the 20th, it won't hit again until October 15th of 2017. Um, yeah, <laughs> you got the Uranus unexpected and then you got Mercury communication. So here's some more of that energy playing out in the current week. Sorry, I still haven't gotten to the week ahead, but the energy is just so thick, y'all. I'm just trying to go with the flow. Um and maybe the intensity of us leading up to Mercury op Uranus, which is exact at 2.48 a.m. Central tomorrow, is the reason why. It's the energy where we can easily get distracted when you're talking about your mind, mental Mercury, in an opposition also known can be a tug of war with sudden and unexpected Uranus, Okay. Um, but it can also be, uh, you know, breakthrough. Once again, Uranus can be breakthrough in Mercury communications, breakthrough with communications. Um, but since the opposition, it could play out either way. Communications getting interrupted, lost, or misunderstood, kind of like last week when I thought, um, okay, well, when the show wraps up online, I'll still have time. And I did have a little bit of time, but I mean a little, maybe a couple of few minutes. And so me and Keisha got interrupted. Um, but that's kind of the energy of Mercury opposite Uranus. Um Uranus, of course, is the higher octave of Mercury. So that's why it governs where Mercury is, you know, the regular normal mental processes and thought processes and communication styles. Uranus is like super quick, lightning fast, electric impulses, flashes of insight, you know, sudden breakthroughs, sudden reversals, lightning. And so that's that's the difference in the energies and uh, communication and travel uh, could easily speed up. Uranus could be impacting it in that way. Um, and once again, there's this potential for this just nerves frayed, feeling tense and scatterbrained and, you know, just nervous anxiety. Um, I wouldn't 
this is not necessarily the best time for like negotiating and um, planning and mental tasks where you need to be disciplined and patient because Uranus ain't having none of that. Mm-mm. Okay, this time denotes a low. Uh, concentration being at an all-time kind of low, okay, Um, where um, Uranus does represent, like, freedom and, like like I told you, the rebel, like, wanting to be free, and that's more of the energy that you could kind of focus on being in to make the most out of this instant. Once again, can't vibrate low if you're operating high, so you don't have to worry about feeling tense and anxious and scattered and frayed if you are, you know, um, letting your mind free, okay, free to receive some of those flashes of insight. If you're not trying so hard to remember something or think of something or come up with something and you Neptune it out, relax, relate, release, then a flash of insight can more easily come to you because you're not blocking it, Okay. Um, new discoveries, meeting new people, different unusual weirdos, yay. <laughs> um, definitely because of this sped up Uranus impact on our, on our mental, on our communication, when you are communicating with someone this week still uh, is kind of some Mercury retrograde-ish uh, suggestions, you know. Be extra careful that you listen, right? You may be, somebody may be talking fast to you. Just you slow down. As you slow down, you'll notice they slow down. You're not in a rush to make a mistake or have a misunderstanding or a miscommunication, and you'll notice them respond in kind. They'll follow your lead, okay? Think before you actually respond or speak. Uh you can find people at this time who just want to argue. They so daggum nervous and afraid and anxious. Peep this in other people. I mentioned this, this stuff on the show for you guys, of course. I, even for me, like I said, I listen to my own show every week. <laughs> I go hard. <laughs> I go so hard, y'all, because I end up, uh, the very thing that I was saying about even Uranus and this full moon and looking on the other side of the shock of the surprise, I ended up hearing uh, one of my favorite tarot readers, who's also an astrologer, uh, mention it in a different way. But it was the same thing. I said, got to be more careful. That's when you know you tuned in with spirit because it's not going to come out of different people the same way. They got their brand. I have my brand, but I love it because we are literally saying the same thing. We're even seeing the same thing. We're, We're... all these astrologers were seeing this full moon line up and conjunct with Uranus. Well, they're going to explain that a little bit different for me. I'm probably going to cuss at some point because that's just how I emphasize stuff sometimes. <laughs> I am definitely going to be as descriptive and colorful. You may even hear some of my ancestors come through me and I sound like an old woman from the country. <laughs> you just never know fooling with Mama Dot astrology. So, uh, but uh, speaking of which, Uranus governs astrology, okay? So this may be a time, uh, even uh, somebody that sent me an astro love gift last week, and I was able to uh, send them a birth, their birth chart report, 50-something 50, 50 pages 
all about them. Um, that that was this Uranus energy impacting their full moon in Aries, right? Because Uranus governs astrology. So here at the full moon in Aries, they got, they interacted with this Uranus energy on one of the highest vibrations possible, okay? And so even with um, this Mercury op Uranus here in our current week, once again, a very high vibrational way to um, to play in with this Uranus energy that is opposing Mercury. You don't have to worry about, you know, a whole bunch of that low vibe stuff if you handle it that way or some way like that. Um, even something, Mercury does govern travel, y'all. So even if you may have any travel plans for this week, definitely double check, double check, double check that everything is on point. If you get an email confirmation, go on and call the company. You know, I got this email. I just wanted to verify that it says the same thing in you all system because this is definitely that alignment that where something can get go go off just a little bit, problems with electronics. Um, something to occupy your mind. Like I said, Mercury already rules the mental. Uranus is the higher octave, so even more intensified mental activity when you're talking about insight, electricity, all that kind of stuff electric impulses. So definitely doing something mentally stimulating is going to be good. I love oppositions because they denote relationships. So even within the context of your relationships, you may find that you have less opposition in your partnerships uh, this week. Um, If you're being mentally challenged, challenging others. I wasn't even consciously aware of this particular alignment, but I actually was born under an alignment that deals with um, Mercury's interaction with Uranus myself. So I I kind of always deal with this energy on a certain level anyway. So that's probably why I wasn't aware that I was doing it, but I was experiencing uh, some challenges in one of my relationships here recently this week. And uh, it was a mental challenge for me personally to creatively come up with some solutions to how of how to communicate Mercury in a way where I could get some more results that I want instead of some results I don't want, and it, and it worked. I had to get creative. I, I stopped stressing about it as it turns out I let it go and then yeah flashes a flash of insight came to me they've been coming so I'm telling you Uranus conjunct this full moon is something to it and so be open when you're not so that's what I love about Uranus too because I don't give a daggum what kind of plant lofty goals and plans you done thought you had when Uranus come around it can change in an instant it can be a sudden reversal, unexpected change. And so uh, um, go with that flow. Go with the flow of change. That's pretty much the most simple way I can say it. Because um, I kind of was, was saying and implying before, you know, be on the cutting edge of the change. You initiate the change. And, you know, some people... <laughs> They, it's all they can do to just manage the change that's going on around them and go with the flow of the change that they're having to adapt to and be flexible with anyway. But I just want to challenge you that if you can 
let it go. Let the striving go. I know Mars wants to do something, but Mar- it's, guess what? Especially with Mars interplaying with Uranus, if you're just doing stuff to be doing it or you're doing things aimlessly or you're just doing what you've always done because that's all you know to do, Uranus wants to give you a flash of insight, something you haven't thought before. It is the higher octave of Mercury after all. So could be (laughs) a spark, a breakthrough energy that wants to come through your mind. (laughs) But you have to allow it. You have to allow it. If you're in block mode, if you're in uh, uh, stagnate mode, if you're in, um, you know, I don't want to change mode, I'm comfortable mode, you might, you're going to miss it. So stay open, stay flexible. I'm moving on beyond Mercury op Uranus. Um, Also that same day, um, October 20th, that's tomorrow, uh, the moon does go void for just a few hours, four hours and 12 minutes there in the sign of um, Gemini. Okay, that's at 6.16 a.m. Central. At 10.28 a.m. Central, the moon finally enters Cancer, okay? So if you, if you are feeling a little restless now, also it it probably has something to do with the Gemini moon. Mercury that governs Gemini is a real busy energy. That's why it goes retrograde like three or four times a year. You know, it moves fast. It's a busy energy. And by the time tomorrow, uh, 1028 a.m. Central, when the moon enters Cancer, it's going to give way to this energy of Cancer that just wants peace and quiet. Cancer governs the fourth house, ruled by the moon. That energy just wants to be comfortable and nurtured and secure and strong in your inner foundation, Um, you know, whatever we're most familiar with, what we're going to be motivated by and emotionally satisfied by um, here rounding out this current week, okay? Um, it's also an emotional energy. It's a water sign cancer is, so it's just going to have something to do with feelings. Don't be scared, <laughs> especially those feelings that make you most comfortable or uncomfortable at your core, okay? Anything kind of around the house, anything with family, you may feel like a real homebody here um, while the moon's in cancer, um, starting tomorrow, late rising, okay? Um, and then there on the 22nd, on Saturday, um, finally finishing out the week, the moon goes void again at the time of the last quarter moon in Cancer, um, but it only goes void for about 20 minutes, so nothing to, to fear. Um, early rising on uh, October tomorrow when the moon goes away for four hours and 12 minutes um, uh, for until 10.28 a.m. Like, I mean, unless you have an interview tomorrow morning, it's early tomorrow morning, <laughs> then I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. It's, 
it's a void moon, so nothing like too crucial going on. If you have a presentation at work tomorrow, maybe you could bump it down to tomorrow afternoon, <laughs> and then people will feel more cancer comfortable <laughs> with your presentation as opposed to nothing coming of it if you do it within the um, context of a void moon, okay? The one here on Saturday, like I said, is only for 20 minutes. They're in the middle of the day um, from 2.14 p.m., until 2.34 when the moon enters Leo. Um, That last quarter moon in Cancer, you got the moon in Cancer, the sun spending its final moments in Scorpio. Um, And so there's an opportunity to turn a corner. Okay, so maybe what what I've been talking to you about this whole time with full moon in Aries and current moon in Gemini, uh, when the moon gets into its next sign, Cancer, there is going to be a an opportunity, an energetic opportunity to turn a corner, okay, whether you want to or not. <laughs> but it should be a little more comfortable. The moon will, after all, be in Cancer, so it should feel whatever corner you're turning, it should feel full of love, it should feel heartwarming, um, it should feel more comfortable than uncomfortable, um, and just nurturing, and just nurturing to your soul, kind of cathartic, you know. Um, your family, your friends, established relationships in your life, they're probably going to go a long way right now. And um, at, and through the right here at the top of the weekend on Saturday to really um, put you where you want to be, help you see just how you can turn a corner, help you turn a corner. So that's what Cancer is telling me, the moon being in Cancer, okay? And then the moon goes into Leo. Um, The moon goes into Leo, 2.34 p.m. on Saturday. So around Saturday afternoon, you know, you're feeling more comfortable about this corner you got to turn or are turning or have turned. And so the moon in Leo says, okay, now it's fun. Now it's time to lift yourself up out of the doldrums and get to where the action is or be where the action is. Experience the joy of living coming up out of your heart, your open heart, your, the heart of a child, you know, coming, letting him or her out to play, um, enjoying playing make-believe, being spontaneous, um, uh, being colorful and glamorous, okay, um, being in the spotlight, making others laugh, you laughing, and just having a good time. And then Saturday evening, 6.45 p.m. Central, sun enters Scorpio. It's Scorpio season. Woo-woo. Shout out to all my mama's babies that are Scorpios who are the very – energy of desire, okay? Their motto is I desire. And so we're all going to find out here in Scorpio season that, you know, where we place our desire um, is going to be very impactful, okay? Uh, Intimacy, when you're talking about Scorpio and Scorpio season the next few weeks, None of us are going to be like surface level and superficial. We're all going to want to get to the bottom of things. Um, we're, we, don't, we don't want no mediocre <laughs> while the sun is in Scorpio. 
and uh, we're interested in everything unknown, anything hidden, anything secret, anything taboo. It'll be very, you know, you don't think some things that came out about these presidential candidates up until now when the sun is in Scorpio leading up to these elections. Oh, I have a feeling it's going to get a little bit more dirty, you know, just the things that um, that, that we're interested in are going to be those very things, the things that have been suppressed. Um, yes, it's going to be intense. Scorpio energy is intense. Hence, I named the, I titled the show the way that I did um, for not, because clearly the sun's going into Scorpio here on Saturday. But guess what? In our week ahead, I know we haven't gotten there yet because I've really been talking about this full moon. But in the week ahead on Monday, Mercury joins the sun in Scorpio. So then our minds, we're going to get our minds right around this Scorpio energy. The mental is going to catch up to where this sun, the focus and self-expression is there in Scorpio. Um, it can it can be a time Pluto's involved ruling Scorpio. So there is healing available, healing energies available transformative energy available, need to transform yourself, some aspect of yourself or your life, this is it. Um, But just beware, be mindful, and watch out for these low vibrations of Scorpio. I've already mentioned a few. Manipulation, don't do it. Don't participate in it. If you see that going on, if you recognize it in another, I wouldn't play. It's not nothing to play around with. Once again, Pluto Scorpio does govern everything extreme and psychological. And so jealousy, um, beating a dead horse, if you're not getting nowhere with somebody, let that go because it could play out in a whole other way when it comes to things that you can't see, things that are hidden and suppressed. Don't play with it. Uh, being vindictive and trying to get revenge, not while the sun is in Scorpio, okay? I'm going to run through just some, I'm going to let you know what area of your chart to look in for this for all the signs, sun, moon, and rising, so we can move on to the week ahead. This is the last thing in the current week. This is occurring Saturday, 6.45 p.m. Central Sun enters Scorpio for Scorpio, starting off, of course. Um, Scorpio, you know this is in your first house. Anytime anything is going on in Scorpio, that's your house, first house. So um, really, in uh, of course, I already told you all, happy solar return to all my Scorpios. My mom is a Scorpio, so I love Scorpios. Y'all can be intense, passionate, all those keywords that talk about Scorpio. But y'all are some of the biggest, best, big-hearted lovers that I've ever met. And so I'm so happy to say that I came from a Scorpio, got my name and my game from a Scorpio. Woo, woo. (laughs) So um, put yourself out there, Scorpio. This is your time to shine, okay? Let yourself be seen. You're going to be satisfied to do that, um, to shine in that way, to pursue the new things. You gotta, you're, you're, you're setting off your whole year ahead, Scorpio. So take full moon and Aries, you know, just the current, rise up and take charge in your life, Scorpio. That's what I'm seeing with this, okay? Aquarius, all the fixed signs, not just um, Scorpio, 
are getting impacted in some very crucial areas of their chart. So Aquarius, another fixed sign. Uh, your 10th house is getting hit up, very top of the chart for all to see. <laughs> so you could feel like you're hitting a high point with something, like I did that from maybe something that um, was initiated about six months ago. And, um, you know, if you are, you could be basking in that and those achievements and rewards and success. Uh, or you could be getting the impetus to w begin now working hard, hard or smart for something that you want and making the good, good impressions on people and working on long-term goals and making sure you're on the right path, Aquarius, okay? So you're going to come across in Scorpio season as someone who is more Capricorn-like, 10,000, more practical, more disciplined, or more ambitious, Okay. Taurus um, in Scorpio season, that's the very opposite sign to you. So, of course, that's going to be your seventh house, Taurus, your house of partnerships and relationships, okay? And that's going to make you feel most like yourself over the next few weeks, Taurus, is when you are partnered up, when you do have somebody by your side professionally, um, uh, personally, when you are able to bounce something off of another seven house governs one-on-one -on -one interaction. So you'll probably prefer um, having that kind of company one-on-one -on -one instead of like a big group thing, okay? Focus on the other. I know what I was saying earlier about full moon and Aries, and I mean that, Taurus, but I'm here to tell you that at least over the next few weeks while the sun is in Scorpio, if you include another, at least one other, uh, then it, it can make for a more full picture for you while the sun is in Scorpio. Maybe you're going to be somebody's other that wants to get something off of their chest. It is Scorpio we're talking about here. Maybe someone wants to uncover something hidden or mysterious or secret to you. Okay, and that could impact your life in, in one way or the, another. With the seventh house influence, Taurus, you're going to come across to others as more fair, as more graceful, as more charming, and that may be why they want your company, Taurus. Leo, other, the last, the final fixed sign, Leo, <laughs> um, of course, this is impacting your fourth house of home and family and you feeling comfortable within yourself, Leo, okay? And so you're going to feel that comfort when you're around people you know, when you're around people that encourage you and support you, okay? You can focus uh, for the next few weeks on strengthening your support system, either within yourself via your internal foundation or um, you know, and emotionally um, or receiving that support from another and that strengthening you. But always know, Leo, it's in you. Can't nobody support you in ways much better than you can support yourself. You're going to have to show people how you support yourself, and then they'll fall in line. Trust me. Um, and then fourth house is that, that the opposite place where um, – Aquarius is, is sensing this Scorpio energy, okay, Leo? So where they were months ago, you're there now. You're at the bottom, fourth house, very bottom of the chart. So six months from now, hey, you could be saying, started from the bottom, now I'm here, you know, and you, you will get there uh, easier if your internal foundation is sure and strong and secure, Leo, okay? You got this. 
Cancer. Cancer, you're experiencing Scorpio season through your fifth house. You're going to feel most like yourself when you're enjoying yourself, Cancer. Let that be your guide during Scorpio season. Am I enjoying myself? Okay, check. (laughs) Hobbies, things you love, people you love, sharing with those people that you love with time and attention. Uh, Fifth house is governed by Leo and the sun, so you could be feeling real comfortable in the spotlight, receiving attention or praise, and you can be creative and strong and pursue creative opportunities um, boldly, okay? Uh, So you can be seen easily cancer, more like uh, warmer, friendlier, and dramatic during Scorpio season. Shout out to the Dark Pixie Astrology for these um, horoscopes. Uh, For Pisces, you're dealing with Scorpio season in your ninth house. Scorpio is your sister sign, Pisces. So guess what? If it's Scorpio's time to shine, Pisces is going to get in on that good stuff too right along with Cancer. I just told Cancer they're going to have the best time during Scorpio season when they're enjoying themselves. Well, Pisces, you're going to feel most like yourself during Scorpio season when you got that Jupiter on your ninth house, when you feel, when you are expanding and having new experiences and exploring the world, okay? When you're when you're taking the boundaries off, <laughs> removing those fences that you've created, those walls, you're going to feel really good. And you're going to crave that space to do things your way without people telling you what to do. You you're you're going to be satisfied to learn something new, to speak up okay, to write, to teach, and could easily come across as more fun-loving, more um, funny, (laughs) um, and more optimistic for sure and adventurous, okay. Virgo, uh, for you, Scorpio season is going to be impacting your third house of short-term plans, short-distance travel, new ideas, um, and you're going to be feeling probably more sociable, okay? And 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 this is the house of the mental, Gemini, mental stimulation. So that's going to satisfy you here over the next few weeks. And being more expressive with your ideas and thoughts, maybe you'll be sending or receiving more messages or emails or, um, you know, even just gathering more information there in the third house. So you're probably going to come across to others as more curious, wanting to know stuff, um, analytical, thinking, processing things, or even logical. Okay, Virgo. Capricorn. Capricorn, you are going to feel most like yourself when you're with the groups you want to associate with and when you're networking and when you're focusing on your hopes, wishes, and dreams or I haven't mentioned this in a long time, but 11th house is the house of former lovers. Um, so maybe, you know, um, dealing with some things that's not a Mercury retrograde right now, but this is an occasion where you, Capricorn, could be dealing with exes. Um, you're going to feel best when you're getting outside of your comfort zone. 11th house is that house that governs Aquarius and Uranus that I've been talking about. So you, Capricorn, above all, Tap into this Uranus energy if you want to on a high vibration and find out. Push the envelope, Capricorn. Try something unusual if you want to or an unconventional method and find out just how much you're able to, you know, enjoy Scorpio season. 
You could be expanding your social network or embracing your unique, true, weird (laughs) self and could easily come across the others as uh, more inventive, possibly more charitable or humanitarian um, and intelligent, okay? Last few signs, Libra, second house, look at you. Libra, look at your money now, because we talking second house, that's those personal finances, and you got all Scorpio season to uncover <laughs> some more stability and security for your life, okay? In the second house, Libra, let me give you a hint and a heads up. Things go a little slow. Uh, sons in Libra right now, y'all been living it up, partying it up, celebrating your new year ahead, Okay. And so now it's time to take things a little slow. Everything balances out in the zodiac, okay? Second house, slow down. You're not pushing anything, and can't nobody push you right now, okay? Um, So that gives you the impetus with second house being a fixed energy for you to focus on your finances, focus on financial opportunities, Libra, and work on improving your financial health. haven't considered what a budget is in the last few years, hey, (laughs) might be a good time to take a look at it. And you could, as a result, come across the others as more grounded and stable and sensual and even maybe more financially secure, okay? Because when I'm interpreting things like this, guys, you have to ask yourself, hmm, what could possibly occur to make me feel more financially secure if I'm a Libra? Something has to occur. I can't you know, look into my crystal ball and tell you, you particular Libra, exactly what that is going to be. But I'm telling you where the energy is for the next few weeks. Y'all might want to get on that. Second house, get get into it. <laughs> Sagittarius. Sagittarius, y'all know it's almost Sag season. If, it's, if the sun is going into Scorpio, guess what, Sag? That means you're next. So while you're while you waiting your turn, Sag, for you with the sun being in Scorpio, just a sign before yours, you're gonna feel your best when you're chilling solo dolo. Okay, when you're on your own, not being bothered by anybody. Uh, people, because people can drain you right now. You're emotionally sensitive there in the twelfth house, and so. Um, don't play into that. You can't afford to, <laughs> Sagittarius. I promise you, because when Sag season come up, you're going to be wanting to chill and kick it and en- enjoy your time basking in the sun, and you won't be able to do that if you've let 85 people pull on your energy every which way. You're going to have plenty of time for that. Right now, Sag, I want you to rest. I want you to recover. If something if something happens that does fray your nerves or cause you anxiety, I want you to let that be the trigger to trigger you to rest. You need to fully recover from these instances as they occur. And when I say recover, I mean deal with them, meditate on them, process through them, let them go, accept it, surrender, all these 12 house key words. Unconditionally love, starting with yourself. And so you can easily be there for others. Twelfth house is also a very uh, the most selfless um, and the most uh, compassionate area of the chart. So you could um, come across as more compassionate, imaginative, and intuitive. Last 
couple of signs, Aries and Gemini, Aries, you've got this hitting on your eighth house, so, you know, deep, the deepness, the intimacy, seriousness, you know, it, it could be, it's another water house, emotional house, so it could emotionally satisfy you during this time to express yourself in a more serious, intense um, way and approach, okay? You're not going to be... you. Because APAS goes so deep, Aries, you're not going to be playing around with nobody for any reason at all. <laughs> and you actually could come across a bit extreme, so watch out for that. If anything, Aries, give yourself an outlet for your feelings so you don't necessarily come off as so extreme. You need to get it out. Let it flow. Water, let it flow. Okay, do do some, it may most, Eighth House governs research and investigation and it may, you know, and the metaphysics, you know, it may emotionally satisfy you to dig into some, you know, very interesting subjects, okay? Gemini, or, or share it. Um, eighth house is the house of deep sharing. Gemini, lastly, sixth house is it being impacted for you. So, I mean, the key word here really is just work. Uh, when you're working, getting things done, checking things off that to-do list, being productive, efficient, um, with your energy and your time, focusing on being organized and, you know, tackling any chores that need to be dealt with, um, you're going to be so happy to do that. And it's going to benefit you also to focus on your health <clears throat> and your daily routine, your lifestyle. Um, that's going to benefit you. So uh, others could easily see you as, as during this season as more hardworking and detail-oriented and practical. Sixth house Gemini, it can easily be the house of stress, okay? So do what you can in any given day and do the rest the next day. Do not stress out. Do not, you know, fall apart. Get done what you can get done. Handle your business and take care of yourself, work and health, okay, Gemini? All right, so let me check in on the phone line. Just make sure nobody has their hand up. I did say hand up earlier, but maybe I answered your question, which is why it's not up now. Um, with our last kind of half hour, I would like to jump in our last half hour. I want to jump into the week ahead. I definitely want to mention the Mercury entering Scorpio. Um, I won't go through those um, horoscopes because it's pretty much the same thing as I just said with the sun. Um, uh, how we're going to be seen because the sun governs how we express ourselves and our ego and our will and and our focus. And so um, people tend to see this more in, in our expression. With Mercury entering Scorpio, like I said, we're going to get our minds right. That's going to, our mental is going to catch up to it. So we're going to be thinking more on these things. So maybe here on Saturday when the sun, as the sun's entering Scorpio, you know, eh, feeling a little more deep. You know, if you're a Gemini, eh, I'm feeling a little more hardworking. I have seen where, you know, I'm feeling better about being productive and this, this, and that. But then here in the week ahead on Monday, when Mercury enters Scorpio, you may see it ramp up a bit. So you can take those horoscopes I just gave you and know that here in the week ahead, as of Monday, 3.46 p.m. Central, it might rev up energetically, Okay. It will. <laughs> um, let's see. Our week ahead consists of Sunday the 23rd through Saturday the 29th, and we start out the week with that Cancer moon, uh, Leo. The moon has will have moved into Leo by then. 
Um, and so, yeah, all day Sunday, Leo. So this Sunday and our week ahead, you can just call it Sunday Fun Day. Make sure, sure, Leo governs that fifth house that I was talking about with cancer um, during um, Scorpio season. Make sure, whatever your sign is, that you are uh, being emotionally satisfied to have fun on Sunday. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your children. Enjoy love. Enjoy romance. Enjoy dating. Enjoy games and sports and having a good time. Um, You know, if you usually work on the weekend or, um, you know, let this be that Sunday that you give yourself free reign to let your inner child come out and play. Okay, you flow. This is this is the thing about astrology, and any other healing modality that flows in line with nature. Uh, if you go with the flow of nature, you're going to be satisfied every time. That is why I get on here every week, a week in advance to hook y'all up with the info and just, you know, my insights and energy surrounding it. Spirit's going to put a whole other message through me as somebody else and, 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 and on a different platform. I listen to so much astrologers on YouTube. Um, I listen to some through podcasts that aren't even on this um, platform. And so this is just, this is my brand and I love it. And apparently, a good amount of y'all do too, and I'm just having so much fun. Thank you guys for joining me once again, um, and stay connected. Um, the moon does go void Monday rising 7.21 a.m. for 14 hours and 55 minutes, pretty much all day. I'm so glad I got to mention this. Pretty much all day Monday uh, in the week ahead on the 24th, the moon's void. So Monday just ain't the day. If you want something, Result. You know what I mean? I wouldn't get married in a void moon. Hopefully nobody's getting married on Monday. <laughs> I wouldn't have an interview, not this Monday, unless the moon doesn't enter Virgo until 10, 16 p.m. Central on Monday, okay? So when I say all day, I mean all day from 721 to 10, 16 at night. Um, you just Well, let me help you here. With what it is good to do since the the moon is void all day. Well, hell, we can't do this. We can't do that. What can we do? Um, a void moon is great for. Let's just say you've lost an item. You've been looking for it. This happened to me so many times, y'all. I wasn't studying astrology at the time, so I don't know if it was a void moon when I found it or not. But I know that I have thought that I've lost stuff, and it has appeared in a place I know I didn't put it. And then when I maybe ask a housemate or something about it, well, I didn't put it there. Like, wow. You can easily find something you've lost in a void moon. Uh, the void moon is great for finishing up things that you've already begun. If, you, if you're not initiating something new, okay, presenting a new idea at work that you've never presented before, don't do that. Don't do that if you can help it. Um, uh, any editing or reviewing or refining, you know, uh, making to-do lists uh, for what you're going to do when the moon enters the next sign, which would be uh, Virgo. And you go, trust me, when the moon enters Virgo, you're going to have plenty to do. That's what I just got through talking to Gemini about with the sixth house that Virgo governs. 
you're going to be satisfied to be productive and, and knock stuff off your to-do list and be organized, right? So then this would be a good time on Monday to uh, put that list together of what you're going to do when the moon's not void. Um, and getting rid of excess. If you have some things to get rid of, Monday would be a great day to do it. Also Monday, Mercury enters Scorpio 3.46 p.m., and the moon finally enters Virgo at 10.16 that night. So like I said, that that late that night and into the next couple of days while the moon is here, yeah, be, being busy, um, self anything regarding self-improvement, health, work, routine, Anything that requires concentration, we will be a good distance away from this Mercury opposite Uranus, so the things on the mental level should be starting to come back and the finer focus. Mercury rules Virgo where the moon's going to be at this time, so we can feel more comfortable and confident and emotionally satisfied to focus on details, you can easily get into a groove or a zone under this energy. So that's what I mean. You can throw on some music, and before you know it, the whole house be clean. You know what I mean? Because you got into your zone, and and it'll be easy and satisfying for us to do that uh, on Monday in the week ahead. Um, Tuesday, October 25th, 8.54 p.m., Central, Venus squares Neptune, okay? Venus at 9 degrees Sag, Neptune at 9 degrees Pisces. And you may notice some stability or ups and downs in relationships, okay? Or even with money, when we're talking about Venus, it can be love or money or what we value. And so um, there could easily be deception or mirages, so to speak, when it comes to relationships and romance. Um, we could we could play more into the rose-colored glasses type of thing, okay, than what is the reality. Neptune is the very opposite of Saturn. Saturn's reality, Neptune is fantasy. And so um, it could it could easily be where you're feeling so romantically high and everything's so fantasyful, <laughs> and then you have to know though, uh, with an aspect like this, that you're gonna you're gonna swing low just like you hit high, and so um, that could be a thing that depletes or drains your energy. Neptune can have a weakening influence, okay. So keep that in mind so you don't set your own self up for disappointment. Um, it, even when you put the finance spin on it, the money aspect, uh, you could be, be on some high and want to buy something because it's such a great you know, opportunity. I have to buy it now. <laughs> and then it ends up being, once again, a mirage or an illusion, potentially, okay? Um it's where we're pursuing pleasure or what we value, Venus, where this can come into play um, and where we can convince our own selves to believe what we want to believe instead of what really is the reality. So just be mindful of that. Um, you can always hit up the highest, 
octaves of Neptune, the highest vibrations of Neptune, and not really have to worry about this. You don't really have to worry about being duped in the sense of a mirage if what you highly value is Neptunian, high vibrational Neptunian. Instead of, uh, you know, this movie version of what you think love is, they're getting caught up in that and only to be disappointed. You could value these aspects of love that are way more authentic and fantasyful, um, which is unconditional love. And to some people that that sounds fantasyful, but I'm here to tell you, if you are unconditionally loving or unconditionally loved, it's not always easy, it's not always pretty, but it's always worth it, okay? So let that, you know, the surrender aspect, that aspect of Neptune, the forgiveness and acceptance aspect, that's part of unconditional love because you got to accept somebody. You don't get to have a, a, what you call it, illusion because you're, whether they, whether you, well, looks like I married a liar, <laughs> looks like I married a, you know, crazy person, like, but I accept them as the liar and crazy person they are. I, I love, I love them anyway. I'm gonna have to make some adjustments, <laughs> but I'm gonna love them anyway. I may have to love them from a distance, <laughs> but I'm gonna love them anyway. So. That's that. The very next day on Wednesday, 10, 19 a.m. Central, Venus makes another, uh, it's a minor move instead of a, a more power move, but it's a minor move to Jupiter. And you know what happens when Venus and Jupiter get together. So 10 degrees Sag for Venus and 10 degrees Libra for Jupiter, they make a sextile, and that's going to be very beneficial to us in the week ahead as of this time next week on Wednesday. Um, because this particular aspect is going to generate optimistic attitudes, friendly, happy attitudes. Um, we're all going to be a little bit more sociable and outgoing and um, travel and culture and foreign things and education uh, will be favorable, as well as romantic opportunities, harmony, and goodwill. So, I mean, it it really looks like things are easing up in a certain way next week. I know with Mars and and Uranus at this full moon and then, you know, Mars getting together with Pluto, it's been intense. It is intense. With all this energy going into intense Scorpio, it's still going to be intense. But here in the week ahead with Mercury catching up to the sun, you know, with our minds getting right, with the moon starting out the week with the moon in Leo, and even when it gets into Virgo, you know, hey, if you are feeling some kind of way, at least as of Monday, you'll be able to channel that energy into doing some, being productive, improving yourself, improving your lifestyle, improving your routine, and getting into some zone where you can um, be satisfied to at least accomplish something with all these emotions going on, okay? And so Venus sextile Jupiter is just really going to be a cool cherry on top. Um, um, even, like I said, with the square to Neptune, I know it's a square, I know it's a challenging aspect, but it's still a contact with Venus and Venus's higher octave Neptune. And if you're focusing on 
things that you value that are Neptunian or higher octaves of even Venus. Just having fun for fun's sake, being sociable. If if you're not placing your rose-colored glasses on, let's just take it in the context of relationships. If you're not out here, you know, trying to project what you think you want, I say think because when you end up getting that, you're going to find out if you really wanted it or not. But you're so busy projecting these images of what you think you want on people, especially maybe even a member of the opposite sex or whatever sex you're attracted to, um, projecting, you can just, Venus brings the ease and the comfort. You can just allow yourself to be easily be comfortable in social situations. Just go for the don't don't go out in a next week, you know, quote unquote looking for love. Go out being love and let it come easily and effortlessly flow and come to you. And if and as it flows and comes to you, once again, if you're not projecting onto what comes to you, but instead allowing, 12th house Neptune is, is talking about just being. You, you wouldn't even get your face cracked on some rose-colored glasses tip if you weren't so busy projecting and instead just allowed things to come, accepting things for what they are and people for who they are. If you get into a relationship trying to change somebody into your ideal image anyway, you're going to find out that that ain't what you want. Uh, Wednesday afternoon, 1.33 p.m. Central, the moon goes void for the whole second half, okay? After Wednesday afternoon, the whole second half of the day, the moon's void. Through early Thursday, the moon doesn't enter Libra until 8.51 a.m. on Thursday, Central. So you got 19 hours and 18 minutes of void nest, <laughs> void moon nest on Wednesday. So keep the aforementioned void moon um, uh, guidelines in mind, okay? Um, then Thursday. The moon enters Libra. Now, the moon is a trip, y'all, because it moves so fast. And when it moves into a sign like Libra where there's already all this energy, well, the sun will have moved out by then and Mercury will have moved out by then. So it looks like it'll just be a Jupiter party that um, the moon is joining when it goes into Libra. But that should still be a clear indication and activation time energetically of wherever Jupiter and Libra is transiting in your chart, okay? So that should be good. That should be good. It should be beneficial. It should feel expansive. It should feel lucky as of Thursday next week. Um, Everything I've already said about Libra so far this show, we will be emotionally satisfied by. We'll be emotionally satisfied as of Thursday rising um, to compromise, to link up with another person, to um, Libra rule by Venus, to enjoy social um, opportunities and entertaining and anything that's aesthetically pleasing. Venus governs beauty, peace, and tranquility. Um, uh, Libra is an air sign, so 
you know, will be emotionally satisfied to have these harmonious conversations and communications and um, a powerful day for a powerful couple of few days for communications in general, especially if it's negotiating or mediating, anything balancing or beautifying. Um, uh, On more of a mundane level, decorating, Decorating, beautifying yourself, your home, how, how your car, however your office doesn't matter. Um, and Venus has Libra has this kind of luxurious feel. I love Libras, but every Libra I've ever met, they really come across as like you know, a little flumpy, <laughs> a little sedity, a little bougie. But I know energetically that it's just it's a refinement you know, like good taste. They're very particular. (laughs) They're very particular in their taste. Aesthetics means a lot to them, even the way they present themselves in such a way where you can tell they took the time in their routine (laughs) to get ready, in their presentation of the final, you know, ready product. It's, It's quite amazing. And so just for a few days, we'll be satisfied to act in these ways and to do these things, okay? So that's why I'm mentioning it. Um, Thursday, later that rising, 11.16 a.m., the sun and Mercury join up in the sky. They align at four degrees in Scorpio. And so um, that does talk about the sun, you know, the, the, the luminary sun, you know, um, aligned with our uh, mental, and so uh, what we want can be represented by the sun and that lining up with our mental. So it, it does talk about being a good time here in the week ahead to solve problems, okay, to communicate, uh, especially you know direct, sharp, and open communication because we our wants are lined up with our thinking. We know what we want. We can solve our our problems better now because it is aligned. And so whatever you're saying, communicating, writing, it's going to be impactful. And I did not put the next time this is going to occur. Um, but let's just say once or twice a year. So make it count, okay? Make it count. We're already being mindful of what we're saying. We're already thinking twice. Make it count. When you do open your mouth to say something next week, know that it can go one way or the other, better or worse, but it's going to have an impact. And then Friday, Mars squares Uranus. Um, and so there's that kind of Uranus impulsive um, um, impulse that could kind of uh, strike without warning suddenly and unexpectedly and and impact our Mars actions, okay? So um, we could be ready to fight, to get free, or ready to fight in the name of rebellion, <laughs> you know, um, especially if we're feeling restricted. Uranus does not want to be restricted. That's why it represents the individual and everything that makes us unique because we don't want to fit inside a box or a comfort zone with everything or everyone else. We don't want to conform um, under this energy. And so 
things could change start change again on us here next Friday, eleven oh six PM or leading up to it, okay? Mars tends to come a little early. You could probably see something maybe Thursday or Wednesday. Um, so we could be challenged in, in a way that requires us to change our actions or our goals. And so we could also see our energy be um, kind of stop and go and uh, difficulty focusing, okay, once again. And so uh, we do have access to powerful assertion of our individuality and our will. And so um, keep that in mind as well. You know what I mean? Like we already know this is kind of going on. Don't be trying to make nobody conform to your will. It's not going to work. You know it's not going to work under this energy. Conform. Make sure you're conformed to your will, <laughs> first and foremost. Once again, Mars is an energy. We've been talking about this uh, um, combination of energy pretty much the whole show. we got Mars squaring Uranus, Mars ruling Aries, Aries full moon conjunct Uranus. So it's the same kind of it's the same kind of energies playing out even into next week, okay? So everything I've said before, keep in mind, Mars wants to do something constructive. It's still in Capricorn at 21 degrees at this point. Make sure you're doing something with a goal in mind, a focus in mind, ambition in mind, and you're in this there at 21 degrees in Aries. You know, stay adaptable. Go with the flow of change. And then Saturday, at the very end of the week, the moon goes void for 15 hours pretty much all day again. We got some pretty crucial void moons coming up in the week ahead, so just be mindful of that. All day Monday, I've already told y'all, and then Saturday looks like the same thing. At 5.09 a.m., the moon squares Mars, throws the moon in void status for 15 hours, 52 minutes, and so it does not go into Scorpio, uh, the moon, until 9.01 p.m. Central that day, that evening, okay? Uh, so Saturday, you know, you're just not going on your first date with somebody Saturday, that's all. <laughs> you know, you're getting together with established friends and family and um, you're finishing up things that you've already begun. Um, you're not making large purchases Saturday because you may not even use what you buy or it may not turn out to be what you thought. Um, and then uh, there on Saturday, while the moon is void, 7.45 p.m., Venus does align with Saturn. This is cool, especially for Sagittarius, because this is the energy that Venus and Saturn are aligning in, 14 degrees Sagittarius. And uh, a lot of Sagittarius is with Saturn in their sign for all this time now have been feeling the restriction of Saturn, Okay. Have been have been feel the uh, I, you know I, I'm y'all know y'all got a Sagittarius astrologer here, <laughs> so at least that's my sun sign, and uh, and and it's been hitting on an area of my chart that governs relationships, and I've definitely been feeling the restriction there, the blockages, the delays. Lord have mercy, the heaviness, the seriousness, ability like. When Saturn's in your sign, baby, is not a joke. You do not get to play. You will get the rewards and the success, 
but you're going to have to put in that work. You're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to be disciplined. You're going to have to take things seriously. You're going to have to um, accept delays and slow down. But I love that Venus is coming in to line up. Well, Venus has been in Sag, but it's it's coming into alignment um, as we get closer to Saturday evening with Saturn. So, of course, what I tell you, every time Venus comes through, what is it bringing? The ease and the comfort. You want to see you want to see Venus coming. I promise you want to see it coming because that's going to uh, put the stabilization. One thing about Saturn, it is stability. Okay, you can count on your Capricorn. You can count on somebody with a uh, uh, heavy Saturn influence or tenth house stellium in their chart. You can count on them too. Uh, Saturn brings an an air of stability and longevity long term, okay? And so relationships, Venus, could become stabilized. Relationships, Venus, could become steady, okay? Um, Saturn also pairs down and brings the restriction. It It ain't doing no extra. It's doing what is required, okay? And so you may see that um, in relationships around this time. Uh, You know, like not really all that affectionate um, or, you know, sparing affection (laughs) or reserved affection or maybe even a sense of formality, you know, like taking relationships seriously, Okay, a, a sense of realism um, in in existing partnerships, or a sense of duty and responsibility, causing us to kind of sacrifice pleasure or personal gratification for the sake of a relationship or someone we love. Okay, so it's not it it it's. You can look forward to this if you need some stability or longevity or um, reality infused into your current relationship, okay? Um, so that could be a good thing you see coming. Um, if if you like all the, you know, affection and all the frilly romantic, that may just get pared down at a time like this temporarily, momentarily, energetically, and so I'm telling you kind of how to access some this energy in some ways that you like. Um, yeah, you're not probably not going to like, well, my partner hasn't been holding my hand and hasn't been kissing me all over, you know. <laughs> it's just not time for that. It's, it's, it's time for this. Uh, even problems that are currently going on in relationships, um, that have been, you know, delayed or swept under the rug, they could come up around this time and we could be, you know, ready to take them seriously, ready to take responsibility, ready to dutifully step up and handle any relationship issues. So that could be a good thing. Don't look at what you're missing out on. I know Saturn has that influence and it's like low vibrational Saturn can easily get negative and depressed and pessimistic, like, it don't have to be all that. It can just be taking things seriously, accepting the. Le- I just told you Saturn's in my sign. I can tell. I can tell you a little bit about Saturn's influence, 
when it's in your son's eyes. So accept delays, accept slowdowns, accept, you know, the paring down of all the superfluous, extra affectionate stuff for now. And just Saturn want to handle some business. Saturn want to get the job done. It's not all, Venus is not always going to be aligned with Saturn and Sag, but it is happening in our week ahead. And I thought I'd mention how to kind of deal with it in the highest way possible. Um, if you are experiencing dissatisfaction in your relationship, that's going to be very loud and clear at a time like this, okay? Because it ain't going to be no extra and a whole lot of just fluffiness, anything that's not right is going to be loud and clear. And so, it's like I said, it's surfacing now so you can face it and deal with it responsibly, dutifully, and get that success. Get those rewards in your relationships when you're willing to do the hard, hard, smart work. No, you don't want to not do this and not do that or do this and do that. But if you if you handle your business, you're gonna be glad you did. Uh, uh, things can be renewed around this time because people are taking relationships more seriously. Okay, um, and so yeah, you're gonna love it, love it. And then we end the week off with the Moon entering Scorpio Saturday night, 9:01 p.m. And so this is that energy where everything kind of is now. I'm telling y'all, when the Moon hit. That's why I mention it. I mention these moon ingresses every week for a reason. Pay attention. Saturday, 9.01 p.m. Central, moon enters Scorpio. We're going to be satisfied emotionally to do all the things I mentioned to you when I was talking about the sun entering Scorpio at the end of this week on Saturday and Mercury entering Scorpio on Monday in our week ahead. Saturday in our week ahead, at the end of the week, the moon goes there. When the moon goes there, the sun and Mercury are going to be activated. And so these areas where I describe for each of the signs that's being stimulated and activated um, is going to be even more so at the end of next week, okay? So, you know, dig deep. Dig deep within yourself. Dig deep within others. Don't be. We're not going to be satisfied with being superficial anyway. Go on and dig deep. Get to the root cause of any suffering you're currently going through or experiencing with another. Pluto that governs Scorpio, you know, it's it that healing aspect is what happens when you go deep. Sometimes you got to cut into some stuff and dig it out in order to heal fully, and it's painful, and it's and it can be dangerous, and, you know, ex- excavating your soul, doing the deep work, but it pays off it by way of healing fully. If a door is marked enter at your own risk here at the end of next week, especially, go through it. We're fascinated by the dark side at a time like this. And and we release Pluto Scorpio power with intensity that's been coiled up inside of us when we allow ourselves to go deep and just face it, face the unknown and uncertainty with confidence, 
that we glean from this Aries full moon and with flexibility and adaptability that we've gleaned from Uranus as well. Our time is wrapping up, y'all. I'm so happy and thankful that y'all joined me today, this week. Um, I hope that it gives you everything you need to be successful in your week ahead and stay connected to my astrology coach, Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio, and Mama Dada Astrology. I love you guys. Ashe and Amin Ra. Peace.